Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my gosh, we're so quiet for this intro. What's going on? I'm guys? nervous. You're nervous. What are you nervous yeah, about? Dev's back. <laughs> he makes us all nervous. Yeah, it's the chemistry. Who knows what I'm going to do? It's like Murray returning. You think, you think it'll work out? I'm not so sure. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go! Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR, sign up, and bet on the draft. It's actually a super fun thing to bet on. Yeah. Dev's going to be bringing the heat on Thursday for our live DMVR Nuggets draft show, which begins at 445. The shell is already up on YouTube. You can check it out. And we are going to be uh, giving you bets you can make. It's actually... Last year was a sneaky, funnest part of the entire draft. You, you make these bets. Like, what do we really care about? Who goes seventh? Who goes ninth? But Dev makes these... Nostradamus-like predictions, and we all make money. I forgot about that. I was, I was like, five you were locked in. in. It was crazy. My that fa- was wild. My favorite was when a pick would go in, and I'd throw it, you know, here, then I throw it here, then I look over to you, and you'd be like, another one, got another, <laughs> got another one right. That was yeah, that was a lucky draft. Who knows what it's going to be this year? But we're probably going to make a lot of money. <laughs> we probably, we probably are. Do. Uh, I got Brendan Vote here. Feeling good, fellas. Feeling good. We're real close to some real action. We and, are. And we just, such a such a dramatic off season, and we're about to get the ball rolling. I'm excited. You look like an old barn. I don't like, uh, old what? <laughs> an old barn, doesn't he? Kind of like an old like the building. Yeah, like a barn, an old one. All that's right. what the shirt. It that's the like texture a, of the a shirt. Juneteenth no? picture at my grandma's house. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going for. <laughs> See so, what I'm saying? Nailed it. I don't even know what that. All yeah, right, Dev's, over the, Dev's the only one that can say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got the man with the wind in his hair. Uh, are you guys ready to talk about a bunch of? projected second round prospect because i'm not Ooh, sure you are boy, I don't think, well i'm not i'm really <laughs> leaning on you to really lead this one uh then over here of course joining us again kiss this time it's a it's a superstar dev i'm excited to get closer and closer to summer league we get closer to watching basketball together and then that's my favorite time the only kiss song i like is love gun i think that's the only one i like i don't think i like i don't even know ones. if i can name a kiss I, song yeah. yeah yeah rock and roll what's the party all night <laughs> Is that a one? Yeah, I like that's that one. That's, that's a song. Right? That's a banger. Sounds it's such a banger. So yeah. good of a um, song. Guys, we have been covering I think we've we're up to eighteen prospects that we have kind of we've done a deep dive on. And by deep dive I mean talked about for twenty minutes and kind of shared what it is that they have. You can go on our YouTube page, by the way, and you could see all of those discussions. You can watch them on a playlist, or you can just you know pick out the ones that you are most interested in and, and just watch those ones to get ready for the draft. Also, on our social media account, we have short, condensed versions, like one-minute, really quick, digestible videos about what these guys are, so you can check those out. 
DNVR underscore Nuggets on Twitter. But we're going to wrap it up. So as we've gone through the main guys, I would call these guys on today's list guys that would be surprising, certainly at 21. Like, they're not going to be 21. But even at 30, they're a little bit more surprising. Like, I don't know. They could be the guy. But I'm guessing they're more like fringe guys. We want to cover all bases. Did I... I'm not speaking out of turn here, am I, Harrison? I think there's two or three guys we're going to cover here, maybe four that could go in the first round. The others are probably second round guys. But look, we got to cover all our bases here. You know, yep. we we know they could trade into the second round. Like so one of these guys could end up on the Nuggets. So you know, we just got to be prepared. What would you say the odds are that the Nuggets draft a player that we have not done, including today, that we have not <laughs> done a deep dive on? What are the odds? Twenty percent? Fifty percent? Thirty, thirty percent. I feel like we've covered, we've covered like fifteen to thirty-five. Like we've covered everybody on my big board. I'll just say <laughs> that. <laughs> but it is like the Michael Porter year, where you know if they end up trading you up never to number know, eleven, man. you're like, oh my god, all right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, we were talking about before we even started recording. There's so much talk about the top ten of the draft, the right, top five, right. because the back end of it is just so unpredictable. It's almost not even worth like national people spending any time on it because. A, nobody really cares about the back end of the draft except us. Yeah. But B, who knows what the hell's going to happen? Yeah. yeah, the Nuggets have been unpredictable, though, uh, in the last few years. You know, with Michael Porter Jr. just popped up out of right. nowhere. You have no choice but to get him. Bo Bo was like, you know, one of the last picks. We were like leaving. Bo Bo, we were like sure. leaving for a while. Like, I mean, we the, were. the Pepsi yeah. Center. And Actually, it was like, oh, it came in. I was recording a podcast. I think this was back in the day, like Denver Stiffs days. But I think I was recording a podcast, and it was like, wait, Bo Bo? Like, oh, that's a big name. I was it's sipping like, oh. a beer inside Ball Arena. Oh, remember when they that the pick beers. was getting made. Remember the good old days? Yeah. Um, all right, let's go. This is going to be a little bit more lightning round. We still want to do a deep dive, but it's going to be a quick one. Harrison, start us off. We've got Usman Jang. Usman Jang currently projected as the 12th overall pick okay. by ESPN to the Thunder right now. Uh, he played last year in New Zealand for the Breakers. Um He's a wing, originally from France, six foot nine with a seven foot wingspan. Uh, you can probably tell by the picture there. He looks like a stick, like he's super <laughs> skinny. But he looks like Imani Bates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit different of a player, though, for sure. Like Usman Jang, he's an incredible ball handler for his size. Like he can operate in the pick and roll at six nine, six ten. Guy who's so long. He can pass out of it. He's got obvious upside as a playmaker. Uh, his frame gives you a lot of hope for his defense as well. Didn't really play a lot you know, in New Zealand last year. Played just 21 minutes. Uh, averaged nine points a game. Uh, three rebounds. One assist. Like half a steal. Didn't really play a ton. But he's got a lot of upside as just a playmaking four type of guy, I think. So originally... You know, he's projected in the first round right now, 12th overall. Oh, maybe he could slip. Uh, he's some. He's one of the guys kind of in the back end of the lottery that we haven't really touched on yet. Yeah, you always have those fears when the, the overseas guys come over just because you don't really see too much action. And also it's the idea of are they going to be quick enough or is the game going to be too fast, especially at the NBA level. Um, he's really slight. Um, but, I mean, he also has that versatility and also being able to put the ball on the floor at six nine with a seven foot wingspan like there are people in the nba that you could like look at and it's like okay he's a project so like Giannis, for instance right um right, right. it's like he came over super small he came over um with all those intangibles but is he willing to put in the work so i think that there's positives on, on both sides but also 
Yeah. You know, I don't see this being a guy at 30 that you, like, take a flyer on, um, although he does answer, like, the size thing. I mean, the thing about him that's weird is, you know, spending too much time on him because he's such a high prospect. You know, he's probably almost certainly not going to be available, even if Denver traded up, probably not going to be available. But it is worth sort of talking about these guys. I mean, long boys. It hasn't gone away. The Nuggets have moved away from the long boys. When you talk about a long boy, if you're going to have a guy that can't shoot on the Nuggets, he better be a guy that, one, has quickness to get downhill, a la Giannis, and then has that length. Like you're talking about a Randy Moss receiver for Nikola Jokic playing quarterback. This guy fits that bill. So I don't even care about the fact that he probably couldn't shoot from outside eight feet. Because if you have a team with Porter and Murray, you can be the long boys if you had a player like this. Again, probably more of a second draft type guy for the Nuggets, but nonetheless. And not necessarily about, okay, another cornerstone for the franchise, but a guy who can come in and create that versatility, flexibility as matchups sort of pop up in the playoffs. Um, Is there, what is the buzz on him? Like, and why is he on the list? Just because it's like, hey, we want to cover guys. There's no chance he's going to be available at like 14, right? 14, yeah. I mean, he's, he's projected 12th. So, yeah, he could be there at 14 for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he can shoot it a little bit. Didn't shoot a great percentage last year, but you watch him and you're like, okay, this guy's probably going to be able to shoot at the NBA level. I don't think he's the guy the Nuggets try to trade up for. You know, mm-hmm. There's been some talk about maybe packaging 21 and 30, trying to get up closer to the lottery. I don't think Jang is a guy you trade up for just because he's a bit of a project. He's young. Um He's well, relatively inexperienced, didn't even play a ton in the NBL last year. So he's going to take some time. I don't think he's a fit for the Nuggets, though. Interesting player. All right. Well, let's keep it moving then. Um, what's the next guy on our list? We've got Max Christie. So Max Christie is interesting. What if I told you that there was a shooting guard out of Michigan State who could shoot the three and who also looks like he's going to be a really good one-on-one defender at six foot six with a six foot nine wingspan. Did he play football? Is that, is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, it sounds great. It checks all the boxes, man. Yeah. With the but there's a kick. <laughs> well, the kick is he, you know, came into Michigan State as a freshman, played a lot, but didn't really put up that impressive of stats. Average nine points per game last year, but again, shot it relatively well from the line, but not great from three. Um, But you look at him and you're like, this guy's going to have a good three-point shot. Looks like he's going to be a really good on-ball defender. And he kind of projects as like that classic role player type. Uh, Currently projected to go 47th overall. So middle second round, 19 years old, a 6'6 with a 6'9 wingspan. He, He looks like your classic... A role player uh, at the wing spot with finishing issues. How's his floater, Harrison? Do you know <laughs> yeah, the Michigan State thing with with a guy like this? Um, I mean, he he does check off those boxes. You need a defender. Um, you need a, a floor spacer. Um, a guy that's going to be able to stop that point of attack defense, and and he answers those type of things. Um, he has good size. Uh, he's he's going to come in already knowing his role, and that's really what you need from a rookie, especially like moving forward. Um, I think that it, you know, at 30, you don't take a flyer on him, especially if he's projected at 47. But I mean, he's a guy that does fit what Denver needs, so right. it's not too bad if you want to push back a little bit. He's further. got the perfect size for what Denver needs. You know, six so, six with a six nine wingspan, good defensive. 
ability. The number one play, so this is more probably of a 30 pick than it is a 21 pick, although it is worth noting Sam Vecini has him as 27 on his board, mm-hmm. and he's not doing it as like where he thinks they're going to go. He's doing it on what he thinks they're worth. Um, so he has him as a first-round grade. The thing is, if I read to you kind of the, the summary here he has of him is Christie is a project, pure and simple. If you draft Christie, you're hoping he takes the next year and a half. Adding pay. So you're talking about a guy that is probably more ready to play next year a little bit, two years from now a little bit more than that. Oh yeah. Denver could take a player like that. I just would be a little bit surprised. And if they were taking a player like that, I don't know that it was going to be Christie. He's a guy that's definitely going to be in the G League next season. You watch him, and every so often there's flashes of, oh, there's a catch-and-shoot three from the corner. That looks great. Oh, here's him locking down his man on defense. Right. But then you also see him like get tripped up by pressure defense when he's dribbling the ball up the floor or he like panics when he gets double teamed and just throws the ball away like try to skip a pass the other side of the court so there's a lot of way there's a lot of work to do there but you just look at his intangibles you look at just some of the stats he put up at Michigan State he also started off really hot from three last year at Michigan State and then clearly just got tired and lost his legs over the last couple months of the season and his three-point shot really tailed off you look at everything and you're like there could be a really nice role player here right but it's going to take some time so what's interesting to me a name i think about by the way this draft if you were to say what is there the most of in this draft i think it's clearly wings and i kind of been wondering about this how much of that has to do with that's who's available this year. That's who the best players are versus how many teams need wings. Cause I've been doing a lot of like looking around. What are they looking for? Almost every single team in the draft, you go down the list of all 30 teams, probably 27 of them are like, they need a wing. <laughs> they need some, a wing with length who's versatile and can do this. And so when you look at it, I think this draft has a lot of Jeremy lambs. What I mean by that is like, if you told me Jeremy lamb, if I just gave you the description on Jeremy lamb, you'd be all in. Like he's got the length, he's long, he's mobile. He can guard multiple positions. He can do a little bit of everything. And sometimes those guys become Mikhail Bridges. A lot of times they're just Jeremy lamb. And it's like, okay, he's a guy like he's not bad. He does do all the things as advertised. He just doesn't do them at a high enough level to make an impact. And a guy like Christie almost feels like the guy that maybe has more of the promise to be the other type of guy, but you're waiting two years to find out that he might just be Jeremy lamb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his comp. Jeremy lamb. <laughs> like you can definitely see that. So. I think it's everybody's cup, by the way, top five guys that get comped in the draft. I think I have like a couple of them. Number one, we were talking. I think we Jamal were talking Crawford. about this. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Oh, yeah. He's the number one comp. There's like 18 Jamal Crawfords yep. in this draft. Yep. There's only one on the DMVR draft show, though. <laughs> Who is it? Which one? <laughs> we've we've oh, yeah. talked about him recently. Who was it? Um, Hardy. Jalen Hardy. No, it was not Jalen Hardy. <laughs> anybody Hardy. that anybody that shoots the ball is like, oh, he yeah. like yeah. Jamal Crawford. Now, if you're like super super skinny, it used to be Durant if you were tall. Now it's Bones. Like <laughs> Paul Tyler has showed up on the actually on has. the comp list. Another very popular comp, Draymond Green. Really? Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Every draft. Yeah. Every, yeah David Roddy's Draymond. You're right. By the way, if you're small, not great a defender. Player. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Just, just, if if you're not a good offensive guy, yeah. you pass it a little bit. Yeah. You, you're if, Draymond. If you're a tweener who can pass it, you're Draymond. Uh, Draymond. Draymond. I feel like we get a Robert Covington a lot because he be, was for the last five years has been the prototypical three and D with length guy. So anybody that has his build, they're like, he, is he so it's either super skilled or not that skilled. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's really yeah. what it is. Yeah. Who else is on this list of guys that get comp to everyone? Do we have any more? Come on. There's gotta be like one or two names. Mm. 
That might be. I feel like for a while there was JJ Reddick. Like, yeah, he was a guy. Like, really, if you could just, if he was a wide shooter, Grayson Allen really might be just, the new one. Like, yeah, he is. If one. you trash talk, then I you're just comped Grayson somebody Allen. to Grayson Allen last uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Brown, good right? Comp. Good comp, too. Yeah, good Brown. Yeah, Brown. For us, you know the guy. Come for on, us, you know yeah. no, good comp. In our world, it seems like we cannot avoid Gary Harris. Yeah, just like we're looking whether, for a lot of Gary By the Harris's. way, whether that's in the draft or free agency, just <laughs> Nuggets fans, everyone's Gary Harris. And it might be Gary Harris. Yeah, <laughs> he was the guy. That was the guy. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, our next guy. Is there anything else on, on Max Christie? I would be so shocked with him, too. Like, Matt Christie, of all the guys now, a lot of these boards, we're starting to see him in the 25 to 35 range. Nonetheless, I still would be so shocked. And I think maybe disappointed, too. Yeah, I'd be disappointed in that one as well. We've talked a lot about one of the big takeaways, injuries notwithstanding, being no projects. I'll, st- I'll stay by that line. No projects? The project, cross them off. Project. <laughs> cross them off. Can you afford to like miss on this draft? You know what I mean? There was a time, like everybody complains Look, about Tyler Lydon, and like, but the Tyler Lydon pick hurts less then than it does now. In many ways, because like they were casting such a wide net at that time that they were like, we're going to get right. 10 young players, and if we hit on five of them, yeah. we did go I don't up. think that you can uh, afford to miss on this, because isn't there like their next, like maybe it's the second round picks, but isn't it like to like 2027 or something? Well, they got, they replenished a little bit. You know, they got some second round picks now. Yeah, yeah. so like it just pushes it back. So now you have a core, you have to keep yeah. building on that core. I just don't think that you can. You, so what's funny is we talk a lot about the Warriors and how great they are, and they got you know Jordan Poole and they got Kaminga, and you go back a little bit. Who was the guy that they? Was it Jacob? What was his name? Um, Jacob Evans that the Warriors took like two years ago. Cincinnati. Cap? Yeah, he's yeah, kind of vaguely yeah. remember this guy. Yeah. Like they have some. I guys saw it work out in Denver. Heroes. I was not a fan. Yeah, and like they have. Every team you could do this, like where you talk about the best in the draft or look at that organization, they do it. And then every other year, you just forget about Jacob well, Evans, who did never play. They and they have hit on the, a lot of those picks, but they just won the title with Wiseman sitting on the sideline. I mean, I Denver's in a different position, of course. I think they can afford to hit on to miss on this draft. It's suboptimal. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to get, you're trying to nail one through fifteen, but could I see the Denver Nuggets winning the title next year without the help of the rookie? I can. Well, if they win the title, I'll, I'll tell you something. Whoever they pick is not going to help agree. them. Right? I agree. Like Almost you certainly. look Almost at teams certainly. that are in the NBA Finals, it's not like there are rookies playing any type of role, not even a small one. Right. Any type of role. So honestly, part of me, the Nuggets have two first round picks. I just kind of want to be like F them pick. <laughs> to be totally honest, man. <laughs> I would be F them, you too? Yes, I, I am. would be completely Is it cuz we just talked cool. about Max Christie as no, the No, this is my <laughs> whole a good thing, point man. from Harrison. I though. would be completely cool with Denver trading both these first round picks. It wouldn't be great for a draft show. Actually, actually, it, it would be because you would get be something for them if yeah. they get something good for them. Well, that going to trade them for nothing? That's their best. Ra- we'll I honestly, think- we'll see. But I just <laughs> look, looking at so the teams they could trade sideways. that <laughs> are going really far <laughs> in the NBA playoffs. Rookies are not playing a big role. I'd be totally fine with them trading the picks. I would be. Me too. I actually think that's their best and most realistic route to a significant upgrade to the rotation. I think they trade 21, keep 30. We'll yeah, I mean, I mean, too. Me too. I mean, um, all right, let's take a break. On I the don't other, know. I don't know. On the other side, uh, you know, we got three more prospects. Caleb Houston to get to. We'll get to him on the other side. Look at uh, Wynn being the MVP over here. Ad reads. <laughs> I He's know. doing the scouting. I was going to ask him if he wanted help. I thought somebody else was maybe going to pick up the ad reads. I could have. doesn't look like it. So. I could have. There's still time. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR 
these guys are something doing something really awesome for this abs playoff run of course with the avalanche amber ale what's better than the abs scoring two goals in the first period how about a free beer on game day start your abs game with an avalanche amber ale at any bar or restaurant save your receipt if the abs score two or more goals in the first period breck brew will pay for your beer they're going to pick it up just upload your receipt on breckbrew.com they'll send you a rebate it's that easy uh, so order that avalanche amber if the Avs score two goals in the first period breck brew the official beer of dnvr is gonna pay for that beer i got you when let's stick with the hockey theme because DraftKings sportsbook like america's this. top rated sportsbook is an official sports money partner of the Stanley Cup final, and they've got a can't-miss <laughs> offer for the most exciting series in sports. New customers can bet $5 on either team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. If you're looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the final, with DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. The more legs you add, the more you can win. The Tatum joke is dead for this read, but I'll find a way eventually. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals <laughs> will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now use promo code DNVR new customers can get five dollars on either NHL team to win their game and get one hundred dollars in free bets no matter what that's DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit restrictions apply see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 I've been telling you guys that we've been um short on workout videos from Nuggets players we're not getting any man right, is anybody in the lab well we just got one from Bones Highland well, eight, eight seconds long <laughs> eight seconds long. It's actually, I respect it's a, that. It's actually from VCU, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. If he I, has been in the lab. Can I, can't confirm. I want to. I just want to get a picture of. I just want a video of Michael Porter in the lab. What What would you give for a Davon Reed Nuggets practice court workout mm. mixtape right now? Mm. That uh, one would. Uh, move I don't know. I mean, okay. I, 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 it's better than nothing. Yeah. But, you uh, said any Nuggets player? Uh, is, uh, is that just him <laughs> doing shuttle workouts? Like, what even is that? Defensive slides. Yeah. I love Davon. Hey man, shouts to Davon Reed. I just don't need to see that. I know he's working out. He's here. We've seen him. Like, come on. Um, um, Jamal Murray, like 360 dunk, something like that. Just something to give that, us that'd a little be good confidence. to see. Something yeah. from Jamal Murray. Yeah, something. something. How many times do you think Yoke has played basketball this off season so far? Do you think he's working out a lot? You think I, he is? I do. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think he's like working out. I don't think he's playing basketball. I think that like yeah. this is their life. Like it, it gets boring where you're not doing something all the time, and you don't need that much rest. You like you're good after a day or two, and then you're probably back to the lab because you like you have unfinished business. Looks probably playing some just random pickup games. There's no way he's right playing now. pickup. There's no way he's. You playing don't think pickup. he's just like walking over to the park and just. Playing nope. some five on five shirts nope. versus skins. I could see him getting I shots. I could see up. that. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think know if he's like going through. I don't think Yoke would enjoy playing pickup, man. Like we've seen videos. Oh of no, I don't dude, even enjoy. No, pickup. there are definitely like sixty five year old Serbians that play the game the right way. You think and that make he finds the court? So yeah, and, and he also he wants no to prove that he's still like himself. He's still true to like the land and everything like Tim that. Tim Duncan, one of the greatest to ever do it. He would take off almost the whole summer. Like he just this, his for him. He's like, no, it's important to get away. And I think there's something to it. Yeah, well, maybe he would have been the greatest to ever do it if he didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Adam. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what do I know? Um, let's go now to, what do we got? Peyton Watts, Watson for next. Peyton, Peyton Watson. Watson, okay. He's a big fella. So Peyton Watson, six foot eight with a seven foot and one half inch wingspan. He's a wing out of UCLA projected 35th in ESPN's mock draft, 19 
years old, just played his freshman season. Well, didn't really play that much during his freshman season. The story on him, former top recruit who went to UCLA and didn't really do anything during his one season there. Yeah, like not at all. Played 13 minutes a game, like in a really reserve role, didn't even start a single game. Um, But no, he's got the tools that made him one of the top high school players in the country that he still has. Um, You know, his frame, six foot eight with that seven foot wingspan should be a good defender. He's a good athlete, good scoring instincts. Uh, His shooting and shot selection and polish leave a lot to be desired. It was a D-line special. Yeah, but he's got the measurables that he's always had. Looks like a player. Yeah, he he looks like a player in some short select cuts of his film. Uh, Apparently projected 35th overall. There's some hype about him. Um, yeah, after he didn't really wow. do anything at UCLA, maybe Classic he's working workout guy. Workout at warrior. the workouts. Well, I'm saying a guy that like okay, high recruit, didn't do anything in college, then went back, still like got better, but not really as much as you'd expect. It's a classic like. He didn't produce, but he's all the ingredients to produce. Yeah, yeah. just if we Scary get him in man. our building, right? Uh, yeah. I don't even. We know can that. untap that in potential. This, this is when you say things like politics. Like the coach just disliked him. He's oh, really man. a talented player. That he really should have been a lot better and things like that. Because when you look at his stats, like three points a game at UCLA, you expect him to actually be the star of the team. 13 minutes a game in the Pac-12. Like he should have been really a standout player that could have done whatever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't really play. He, yeah, he does. He was never on the on yeah. the floor. And then also, also he's gonna get. He's gonna go like around the thirty five range. Like he's that's wild, he's gonna bro. drop. Like if we have to, if we get a bet in, he's gonna drop. There's really? no way. There's no way you could put him up there because really, unless he's destroying in these workouts, what is it that like? We're all just. I'm stumped. Like I have it, no idea. What it is is you just totally disregard the last twelve months <laughs> and look at what he did in high school. Because he was a consensus five star. Right? He was a top recruit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember how good Bobo looked in those one on zero workouts that he did? Do you remember how smooth he was? All the different the way he would dunk from so far. Man. he's the it, Bobo is like a top one percentile one on zero workout guy. Oh, for sure. You couldn't man. possibly have more ingredients. Yeah, it's not even just straight. No it's not even straight potential. Like he really has all the ingredients of a every great basketball player. Great yeah. basketball player. But he probably will not be one. So this this guy, how tall is he again? Six, Six foot, foot seven, eight, basically. Seven Six foot, eight? foot wingspan. He was big man. He was he's another, a big guy. He was and he's a defender. The, you like you really, yeah. like he should have been a lot better. Than what he like, like what he showed. But politics, you know, it had politics. to be politics. There has to be a lot of things that we're like not knowing about him off the court. I'm sure um, that like is standing out because really, like this was like one of the top ten players there was like in high school going into um, UCLA. It was like big when they got him, and then he just really did not show up. Mm-hmm. I figured out who the next comp is, and it's a it's a late entry. It's a late entry for Peyton Watson. No, no, just in oh. general, a guy that Who's I've seen that? several times. Herb Jones. Oh, Who, yeah. Who's the, the, that, who's the surprise one. draft pick one. from last year? That's the new comp. So <laughs> guess, guess who Peyton Watson reminds me of? Herb Jones. I mean, God, just again, just because we have to force Six, somebody eight. to be him. Said defense. My, my comp times. to him, my comp to Watson is Trevor Ariza. Oh. I kind of like that comp. I think that's a good one. Oh, wow. I mean, so contenders will just be salivating for this guy. Yeah. Every trade deadline. He's going to hang around for 10 extra years. Yeah. That'll be his usefulness. But that's his role, I think. You know, a defender. Corner three-point shooter. What's his position? He's a three. Wow. Dying breed. <laughs> He's the type of guy everybody wants. 
He's a and small forward. He's a three four. Nah, there we go. Yeah. That's a that's a guy like <laughs> three, Den- three, I could see Denver using a second round pick had they had one on him. Like I, I mean, he'd probably be worth like let's get him into our system. He came into Denver for a workout, so that they've done their homework on him. All Maybe right. that crosses him off the Nuggets board but. <laughs> because he came to work out. Anyway, I'm in. I'll tell you what, I'm intrigued. Um, you know, monster defender, potentially. <laughs> All right, really, uh, I'm intrigued, but not at thirty. Okay. All right, next guy on our list. Let's keep it moving. Caleb Houston. Okay, so Caleb Houston has a similar story, but a little bit you know, different of a result. He also went to Michigan as a really highly rated recruit. Played a lot. Didn't like have the greatest percentages. Uh, shot under 40% from the field. But, you know, at least he played. And he showed some flashes. Uh, 10 points per game. Shot 35.5% from three, which, you know, is pretty good for college. 78.3% from the line. Currently projected to go 38th overall, 19 years old. He's a wing, you know, plays a similar position to Peyton Watson, maybe more of a natural three. I comped him to Otto Porter Jr., but he's got a lot of shooting upside. You watch him shoot, and you're like, all right, this guy's going to be a very good shooter at the NBA level. Good defensive upside, really good three and D potential from Caleb Houston. Yeah, this is a guy that's like used to playing with stars. Like you went to Monteverde um, with Cade mm. and Scotty and Jalen Duran also, like that whole um, switch. And he's just really like a knockdown shooter, like a really good in catch and shoot um, situations. Um, that's pretty much what he was used for at, at Michigan is a, a floor spacer um, that's willing to just move around. He's also got really good size at six foot eight. Um, I'm not sure what his wingspan is. But, like, he's a, he's a taller guy, t- taller build um, that can actually come in and I'm not, I'm not going to say play, but he – you don't want to hear the word, but project. Like, he <laughs> he is a project. But he's also, like, he he's a guy that down the road you can actually put in type of situations where he's going to be able to thrive. When you see – I'm always curious about this. In strengths, you see defensive upside. In weaknesses, you see defensive consistency. So what are we talking about there? Is it effort? Is it focus? A guy who can do it, but maybe that that aspect wanes a little bit? I think it's the ability to be able to switch out for guards, not for, like, long, but just for enough to, like, have help to come over. So I think, um, like, a build. I think a mm-hmm. build. If you're able to, to step out there, if you're not, you know, slow-footed, um, where you're going to get attacked and that that one inch is going to be able to just be able to repeat it where you're messing up the defense every single time. So I think it's just being able to, to move around. Mm. So agility. Yeah. Mm. I think he's less of a project than a Peyton Watson. Definitely less of a project than a Max Christie. Probably even more ready to play than a Usman Dieng. But... um. I don't think he's going to be like a big time player from day one. He, I, I think, at the end of the first round, out of all these guys we've talked about, I think he's probably the more likely guy the Nuggets would be interested in. I'd say the thing that's because like some of the weaknesses I see for him is, um, you know, can't create or whatever, and those are things that we've talked about. Especially when you're picking in the spot, you don't care. Like is it same with Zeke Naji. Do we care that he can't create his own shot? Not really, because we don't want him. You don't sure. need that guy yeah. to be creating. Um, But the thing that scares me, and it's a little bit true of Zeke, too, although Zeke's very strong and he has, I would say, unlocked athleticism. He hasn't necessarily used it to his advantage yet. But this guy, one of the scouting reports on him is not very athletic. And I just look at that and I go, if you're getting a guy in the second round and he doesn't have, like, the more polished shooting or this or that, if he's, like, an all-around utility slasher but he can't, like, 
dunk on people, then what are you slashing for? What, what's so <laughs> weird is when you watch Caleb Houston play, he gets to the rim, he gets in the paint, and then he just can't jump. Like he, he can't jump. He wasn't at the combines. I, I can't find his vertical anywhere. But there's just no explosion there. Yeah. It's really weird. But 39% on catch-and-shoot threes, very nice number for college. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good shooter, but I don't know what else he's going to do. Mm-hmm. I, he seems pretty uninspiring to me, so much so that I don't think he plays now. And he doesn't necessarily project to be a guy that's like a major impact player. So it's almost like drafting a Davon Reed. I know Davon Reed's older, but what I'm saying is Davon Reed's great, but you might be able to find those guys in a second draft as yeah. opposed to a guy that you develop into being Davon Reed. Yeah. So not, I'm, I would be disappointed in him, I think. I think is that's that pretty sh- fair. Is that too harsh? No. I mean, these are second-round guys. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything. No, oh, there's guys in the second round that you could look at. and say, Like David Roddy, to me, again, I don't think Denver's taking these guys at 30, but if they got a David Roddy because they bought a pick for $200,000 cash, I'd be like, oh, I'm intrigued. David Roddy could end up being P.J. Mm-hmm. Tucker, it, like something. It's tough right now because the standards feel higher than ever for evaluating any prospect or player that you're potentially bringing in. P.J. Tucker is not like... You know, like the gap that's another him. NBA. Comp yeah, he's definitely. He's, a oh, he's one. every yeah, But yeah. PJ Tucker and Jeremy Lamb, when you talk about the collection of skill sets, is not that different. Yeah. But you need a PJ Tucker a lot more. So, like, if mm. you find one in the draft and it takes a year, that's a good thing to go for. But if you develop a Jeremy Lamb, it's like, man, what do we spend two years developing a guy that's like replacement level wing? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. It's tough reconciling that I feel pickier than ever as far as who can help Denver right now with the fact that. Truth be told, I don't actually expect this incoming draft pick to help them right away either. No. So it's kind of a weird. Let's get one more before this final break, and the guy I've got on my list is Trevor Keels. Dude, okay. isn't that the guy? Isn't isn't he up next or no? I, yeah, he's up next. Yeah, Trevor. Keels. Don't think you're going to be that excited about this guy. Either. Oh man, I kind of was. Currently mocked 32nd overall, 18 years old. Duke just finished his freshman season, six foot five with a six foot seven wingspan. You watch this guy play on offense, and he just reminds you of Lou Dort. Like, he's either going to shoot the three. Guess what kind of hair he has? Lou Dort hair. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is not Best a theory. hair comp at all. <laughs> it's a hair because comp. Because when you watch him play, he plays the exact same way as Lou Dort does on the offensive end of the floor. He's either going to shoot threes, shot 4.8 threes per game at Duke last season. It's a big number for college. Or he's going to try to get to the rim, just put his head down yeah, yeah. and use his body. So I think it's not just a hair comp, although it is a strong hair comp. I think what it is is you know what Lou Dort has, football runner like yes. run like his, his run. So this guy looks like he's getting ready to hit you know right up sometimes the middle or something. Does. And sometimes that he does. How he plays and so I can already tell what yeah. this guy. Trevor, like. he plays like a football player. Yeah, it actually sucks to say like this is a Lou Dort comp because guess what? This is Lou Dort. <laughs> Everything about him really. Um, the only is it Lou Dort at home or is it Lou Dort? No, no, it's the new Lou Dort. Like okay. that can actually like score. I think that's what makes it a little bit different. Um, so when you think about like a Matisse Thybul. Um, he was unplayable because right, he right. could not score at all. Like he showed the ability to be able to score. Um, also, him being a little bit um, undersized yeah. at six 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 seven or six six uh, wing, I think that he makes up for it because he's able to. Uh, I mean, he's aggressive. Like I think that you could put him on a wing and he's going to be able to hold his own. He also can guard a, a combo guard and be okay. So I think that his like kind of does make sense for Denver to to take a flyer on a guy like that because. They need defense so bad. He answers the the biggest need for Denver right now. Is so. he an elite defender, though? 
Because I think this might be, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the scouting reports and they're like not the level of defender of a Ludor. Yeah, for sure. I think that, I think yes and no. I think that with him being at Duke, you know, of course your guys around you are a lot right. like better, yeah. a lot stronger um, of, of help side defenders where you're not on an island every single time, but you can give him an assignment and I think that he would slow him down. So I would say a little bit of yes and no. I don't think he's an elite defender. I think he can be a good defender because he's strong. He's got like an NBA body already. Seems like he is aggressive defensively, likes to defend, but is he an elite Lou Dort defender right now? No. And interesting. I mean, also, you think about the length part of this. I mean, there's just so many. Like, this is a guy that we're talking ourselves into the positive aspects of it. And by the way, quick first step, something Denver hasn't had. Like, a guy that can get downhill is really important. Denver doesn't have a bunch of guys other than Bones now that can break somebody off the defense. And this I think that I think that'd be really valuable. But we do talk about you want some length. You want some of the shooting. You know, he's an okay shooter. He takes a lot, but he didn't make a lot. We talk about length. He's six foot three. I did, he doesn't, to me, to check a lot of boxes. Six, six, I think. Six, five. Really? I yeah. see him on the sheet here. Six, three and a half. What sheet? On the ringer sheet. Well, don't trust the ringer. They do discount everybody's height. I don't know if you noticed. All of their heights are like a little bit smaller. All right. Well, a little bit really do without shoes? He, he was 6'5 in shoes at the combine. 6'5 in shoes. Okay. Um, that's still like, I guess it's all right length. 6'7 um, wingspan? Yeah. All right. Um, one other comp, though, I just thought of that is another one that pops up a lot. It's Matisse Tybal. And it's like there's levels. No, there's levels of how bad of a shooter you are. And if you're the worst level, you're, they're like, he's kind of like Tybal. And it just means, okay, sucks at offense. He's a zero. You guys want to know who is a Matisse Tybal comp? Peyton Watson, we just talked about. UCLA. Oh, Matisse God. Tybal. Like a, that's, so, that's so much disrespect to Tybal, man. <laughs> oh, I, th- so I thought you were going to say Peyton. <laughs> no, because Matisse Tybal is like a generational defender. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Phil, Phil, by the way, Philly that's fans disrespect. still think he's unplayable, apparently. Well, know, that's crazy. That's because it's yeah. James Harden and Joel Embiid. Yeah, but. yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I think Tybal is... I, I don't mind that comp. I don't mind the Tybal comp. Um, all right, Keel. So far, we're uh, man. This is like a real. I'm gonna say hard pass. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. This, this is a pass for me. This yeah. uh, Tuesday is, I guess, tomorrow. I wanted to do this today because I knew if it was the last day before the draft, like everybody would be like, "Well, this sucks." Tomorrow, I want us to do. We're gonna do a list of like top five defensive players in the draft, okay. top five shooters available. Like, I want us to start to list off so people kind of know. Um, you know where those guys go. So we're kind of getting through. I don't want. There's a couple guys in the last level here that might be a little bit more interesting. But we knew these guys would all be sort of the leftover pile, and that's what they've been so far. But let's take a break. On the other side, we'll round out the leftover pile with Patrick Baldwin. He Whoa. might not be a leftover. He might be a guy that intrigues some okay. people. Okay, let's do that on the other side. You know what's intriguing to me? This new service, Evoca TV. They're oh. working overtime to get Altitude Sports, AT and T Sportsnet. Hey, even DNVR on your. TV, not your computer, your TV. Oh, I love that. Because here's the deal. Evoca TV has all of your favorite local Colorado sports available to you, and this service is available in Denver and Colorado Springs. I personally believe that it's your right as a tax-paying, passionate Colorado to watch these teams, and Evoca's setting you up. So go to evoca.tv slash dnvr. That's evoca.tv slash dnvr. Then once you get there, use the promo code DNVR. You'll get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 per month for the first three months, plus the receiver, no contracts, no hidden TVs. Evoca TV, it gets the people going. It gets the sports 
back in your living room. Check them out. Use that promo code. I would also like to humbly suggest heading on over to Lightshade Dispensary for your recreational marijuana needs. I like going to these dispensaries in person. There are all kinds of convenient ways to get just about anything in today's world. But when it comes to particularly flour, I don't want to just get something to have it. I know what experience I'm looking for. The bud tenders know what experience different strains provide, and they can help guide me into, I think, the healthiest, most responsible and enjoyable recreational experience. So go in person to one of the 11 convenient light shade locations, talk to your bud tender, and when you use code DNVR, they'll give you 25% off of all non-sale items. Check out Lightshade. That's Colorado's premier dispensary. I see in the comments, um, is it true that Malone was drooling over Marjon in the in yesterday's workout? I will say I have never seen Malone watch somebody shoot at one of these workouts as intently oh my as God. he watched <laughs> Marjon Bochamp. You can this. see it in Come the video on, I tweeted out. I'm not kidding here. He was standing right behind him, I following, know you're not kidding. following him around the three-point arc. What, I, what I'm pushing watching back every out shot here, he. Attempted. What I'm pushing back at is the people watching at home who maybe don't see behind the scenes might think like, "Oh, that means something." Does it? I don't know. <laughs> you think he was like, "I gotta watch these shots closely because if it's the guy, then I'm gonna tell Calvin that they're I think gonna the vibes were just up that day." The guys, I think the, vi the vibes were just the up vibes, that day. I think the vibes were up, man. I think okay. Michael Malone had a great weekend. He was rejuvenated. It was Monday. We were all up. We were all excited yesterday. Okay, it's nothing. Then. <laughs> a little healthy disagreement. A little healthy disagreement. Okay, that's that's absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's get in. Last three guys. Uh, Patrick Baldwin. Patrick Baldwin is a six foot ten wing. I'll call him a three four, maybe Alex more Baldwin of a playmaking yeah. four. <laughs> six foot ten with a seven foot two wingspan. Uh -huh. Out of University of Wisconsin, Baldwin. Milwaukee, projected 45th overall, just 19 years old. Uh, the story on him, like a couple of these guys that we've talked about, had was a really highly regarded recruit, went to play for his dad, I think, in college, just absolutely stunk it up. His only season at Milwaukee, uh, 12 points a game, shot 34% from the field, 26.6% from three. Uh, he was just like an absolute ball stopper in college who took some really, really bad shots. And that's clearly not going to be his role in the NBA. He's clearly more of a role player. I think that's what last season in college taught us about him. But he does have really high shooting potential. He's got a great looking jumper. He's going to be a good shooter. Um, can kind of create good looks for himself on offense, good length and good lateral movement on defense as well. I compared him to Harrison Barnes. He has nice measurables, 6'10 with that 7'2 wingspan. You could kind of see the role he played last or he, that he could play in the pros, but he was just so bad in college last year. Like That, that just really gives that me so a little bit of pause. Him. Well, he was just a terrible player. Like he was really <laughs> shot the ball poorly. Really inefficient. Like turned it over. Was a ball stopper. Was a black hole. Was tasked with being the number one guy, and that just clearly wasn't him. So that gives you a little bit of hope. Like maybe yeah, he's a, a role player. Yeah. Um, but now he he's got some things that are intriguing. But right. I just really don't know what it is. So let's set the tone like a little bit more for for him. So the 2022 class, the top five players in the class was 
Jabari Smith, Holgram, Holgram is number one, um, Ben Caro, and then Jaden Hardy. And he was number five. Wow. So he came into it as a top five pick, supposed to top go to five Duke. Recruit. Top five recruit, yep. Supposed to go to Duke, turned it down to go play for his dad. Had one, and he was the highest like to ever go into that league, like the the highest the Horizon to ever, League to go into the Horizon League where he was supposed to dominate, just wow. dominate. They went ten of 22, 10 and twenty two. Dad got fired. He had a horrible <laughs> year. He got his dad fired. He got his dad fired. Then he hold pass. on. Then he like twisted his ankle like going wow, into it. Right. Like so that was going into to college. So he was just not he was not supposed to play at all, and he would have okay. been a top ten pick. Plays have has a horrible year. Goes into the draft has the worst um, max um, vertical of all time. So like he's, he's the worst max vertical of all of time. all time. So it just Wait, keeps getting worse wow. and worse for him. He's he's a bad decision maker clearly because twenty six and a half inch max vert <laughs> bad decision which is six and a half inch. awful. I think yeah. I have that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so you like, probably don't, but you might. <laughs> you might. You might. So like the I, the I tone is like set like for like it to be a bad pick for him. Like he's just it's gotten worse for him. He's had he's had a a rough year it's really mm. just been a rough year altogether the injury though if i'm an nba front office to what extent can i talk myself into the injury played a bigger role than these other factors it was an ankle you know so like he's he's 610 with an ankle injury that like ruined his entire college career he only played 11 games like uh, in the year so it was it was really it was rough for him I don't know how you could talk yourself into the to the pick. Honestly, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I guess what you would talk. He's got a good eye you, shot. You would say high school. He's got you a know, really well, good looking gonna, shot. I think sometimes the guys have bad years. You yeah, know, and and you, and you track yourself into injury and maybe going to his dad was actually oh, the worst. Joel thing. Embiid. You you could look. Well, at yeah, that. but he got hurt though. Like that was different. he got hurt. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I did the athleticism stuff. I think is really scary. I think this is a play when you talked about second round picks and like, well, how much upside is there? I think that's what it is. It's some team that maybe wants to buy a lottery ticket in the second round. Definitely. That's that's what it is. It's like, hey, maybe this guy is actually more like the top five recruit he was a year ago, and we're willing to spend the thirty third or thirty eighth pick or whatever on him. That's not Denver, especially like if he was a super athlete and all of this other stuff. Then you might talk him into it because maybe you could mold him into just an athletic role player. But if he's not an athlete, like the low side of him is is like disastrous. Sick. Uh, if you sent the tape to Yoke, probably hate him. Um, so, <laughs> all right, Jake Laravia. Jake Laravia. I actually think you might like this guy. Twenty-one years old right now. He's projected twenty-eighth overall, so tail under the first round by ESPN. Not a headband guy. You're not. <laughs> he's, he's not. not. He yeah. tried, but All right. <laughs> he tried. Yeah. questionable look with the headband for sure. Already bed. Six maker. foot eight with a six foot nine and a half wingspan out of Wake Forest. He played his first two years at Indiana State. Transferred to Wake Forest last season. The Nuggets brought this guy in for a workout. I'm not exaggerating here. This is this is not hyperbole. He had the easiest shot that I've ever seen from a draft prospect. Like the smoothest most effortless three-point shot Agreed. that I've ever seen from a guy that Denver's brought in for a pre-draft workout that I've been able to watch shoot. Shot 38.5% from three last year, 77% from the line. Those are really encouraging. I kind of comped him to Nemanja Bielitsa in that kind of secondary shooter, like off-ball guy, complimentary role player type. Uh, he's got a high IQ. He's selfless. Like I said, a good three-point shot. 
moves the ball well. Seems like he's a good passer, high role player potential. I don't know about 21, but he, he's an intriguing guy a little bit after that for me. We heard good things about him after that workout, and I've got a sneaking suspicion that most media members have heard good things about him following workouts. The jumper's so smooth, so easy. Yeah. He's got good size. He's role player inclined. I'd imagine he's he he knows sort of how to sell himself as an NBA prospect. So not surprised to hear that he's impressing teams in these environments. The jumper can just go such a long way in that that context. Yeah, I was gonna say he could convince a team to draft him yeah. just off of him having the size. He also was really good in college at scoring the basketball, like a. Um, one track minded type of score that's going to get his shots up. And it's such a beautiful shot that you feel like it's going in every single time. So when you look at him, put him on the nuggets, you're like, hey, you put him in a corner or you put him at a spot sure. that Jokic is going to find him, he's going to knock it down. And you could convince yourself of that with anybody with a, a guard or a guy that can get him the ball. So um, he, he goes into. Uh, he goes into works, workouts, and he does extremely well, shoots it effortlessly like everyone is talking about. This is a guy that you could convince yourself that this is not a bad pick nowhere, no matter where he goes. I'm intrigued. Defensively? Fine. Hmm. Good. Not great. I don't know if he'll ever be great just with his measurables, and he's not an incredible athlete, hmm. but he knows what he's doing. I think he's got good defensive awareness. I think he can be a good defender. Can he still be a guy that gets played off the floor in the highest of levels or highest leverage moments of a playoff game? Yeah, but I think he's going to be a fine defender. Would he make the Nuggets goofier? I don't know. Um, he's kind of a goofy-looking guy, I guess. <laughs> Yep. I mean, headband says yes to me. The, the <laughs> tough thing with LaRavia, and I already feel for him if he was to get drafted by Denver, yeah. he's just going to get comp to Tyler Lydon. The whole I, I really feel for the kid. It's going to be the most unfair comp um, like in the history of Denver drafts. If Calvin wants to ruin his career, I'll right. trade back and pick him. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a different player. He's a much different player than Lydon, I think. Right. He but can he just do like a lot more yeah. things. Yeah. But he's a white guy who shoots, so that's and, just and naturally going to happen and yeah. is around the and, same size. And also just doesn't look like, if you look at the mugshot, he just doesn't look like a guy that you're like, that's a guy. Same with Yoke. I mean, Yoke doesn't have that look either, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah, um, for what it is. So, all right. Well, interesting. I mean, he's an interesting prospect. Is he at target at 30? I think he could be. Seems like that's good value for him. He's projected to go late in the first round. So I think that's about his range. He's got an NBA skill. His three-point shot, that's more than you can say for a lot of these guys that that's we've talked about. so true. At least you have one thing that you just pencil yeah. in. He's going to be good there. So is he the best guy we've talked about so far today? I think so. All right. Well, there you go. Jake LaRavia. I like the name. It's kind of a good name. Um, I think the best guy is Patrick Baldwin. Really? You just told me you couldn't <laughs> talk yourself into the What well, I'm just saying, like, it was, like, I, it's hard to say. But I really, I think that, like, he <laughs> has the highest ceiling. He's been there. He's been a top guy. He's went to like play against all the other top guys and he's performed well but he had a rough year he made a bad like decision of going to play for his dad if he goes to duke Maybe we're going to have so a different, different conversation uh, about him like mm -hmm. he's clearly the most skilled player there is that we've talked about and you just talked me into the pick no <laughs> if he's there yeah you you probably should it sounds like a hooper though he's a hoop and also it's like 
you don't want to do two Michael Porter Juniors. That that's pretty much what it is. You, you bring another Michael Porter Junior that has an injury. If he doesn't have that injury, he's a top pick. You know, top five pick. He did have that injury, so now he falls a but lot. But it's just more. an ankle. I mean, it's like a serious like Steph Curry ankle injury where this is like, hey, we got to rebuild. It, I mean, the yeah, ankle. It, well, it limited it limited him, and then also I don't know why he would. He knows that he would not do well at the combine and he still worked out at the combine so it has to be worse than what it is so then you say that he goes and gets a surgery now what is he he might be back to himself interesting all right last guy on our list for today walker kessler walker kessler uh true center he's a big boy 21 years old currently projected to go 19th to minnesota i think that's a pretty interesting projection he's huge he's massive (laughs) seven foot one seven foot four wingspan i mean he's a shot blocker he blocked 4.6 shots per game last year at auburn he's just that's hilarious a force at the rim he's an absolute wall he was the ncaa defensive player of the year last year 11.4 points 8.1 rebounds 4.6 4.6 blocks per game, like I mentioned. Look, if you're looking for rim protection, that's exactly what he's going to provide. He's going to turn back shots at the rim. He's going to make guys not want to come in there, I think. But, you know, he's also got some questions about how he can play in this modern NBA and, you know, can he stay on the floor? Uh, he's going to be playing drop coverage in the pick and roll vote. So. Just keep that in mind. That's good to know. Yeah. Offensively, any chance of evolution, expanding the game, or do you think he's real limited at the at the next level? I think he could shoot the three. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, um, yeah, I think he would be able to shoot the three, but also he was force-fed the ball as a defender, which you don't see a, a lot of times. Um, a guy that, like you said, he's the defensive player of the year, and he's averaging 11 points a game. Like, that's a guy that you could throw it up there, and he's going to go score uh, the basketball. But also, he's such an intimidator on the defensive end that it changes a lot of things. Um, so, you, you know, you think about a Mason Plumley without the passing ability. Um, be able to shoot it just a little bit more because, you know, Mason Plumley couldn't shoot it at all. Um, but yeah. he's just a guy that, like, if you put him in, now you answer um, your, your backup center you know moving sure. forward you're not having to put in a jamichael green um or a zeke naji where they have to step out in their plan um a position that they're not even supposed to be playing so he does answer those type of things i don't think that denver can get him so it makes it you know a mute point i wonder why don't you think denver can get him i just think he's going to go before then interesting Okay. I'm reflecting since I've gotten here, like what is the best rim protection situation these Nuggets have had? And whatever answer we're going to come up with is by default, right? So that is the angle on this. They've talked about needing rim protection. They have. This is the rim protector. That Does that move me personally? Not necessarily, but that's that's the angle on this. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting because you got Coloco and you, you've got him as their two sort of centers that you would look at in this spot. I don't hate the idea of Denver using their draft pick on a center. It'd be interesting to me if they did. Um, I don't know that he would be a guy that would be trusted. Center is such an important defensive position, and he would clearly come in to play a role, right? Like, he would be the counter to Jokic, where it's like, I do think there's something to teams having (laughs) to game plan for Jokic and this guy. Again, fully formed version of this guy, where it's like, sometimes we can't ever attack the rim. Sometimes we, we can, or this or that. It just makes it hard to come up with two game plans. So there's something intriguing there. I kind of like it. Coloco or, or, or Kessler, where do you go, Dev? Kessler. 
just because he's he's a he's a rim protector and he also yeah. he's he's going to answer a very big position i feel like at center uh backup center so I would go with that. When you talk about you don't expect whoever they draft to play in the playoff series, he might be the exception to this in part because Yoke's going to be playing 40 minutes anyway in a playoff game, so you're only talking about eight minutes. And a center's role is maybe the most – it's not simple as in simple to accomplish, but it's the simple in like you need the lead. He's going to go set screens. He's going to roll. He's going to rebound. He's going to block shots. Uh, that's all you need him for. Yeah, but he's going to get played off the floor in a second. That's the thing. Like he's seven Don't bring him four. out on the perimeter. He's seven foot one. He's not quick. Yeah, like yeah. He's not fit for the modern the NBA. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to get played off the floor in a second by a good team with is a he good coach. more or less mobile than um, Jakob Pertl? Or the same? I mean, that's the comp. That's my comp. Probably about the same. Maybe a little less. So Just because he's bigger. Here's the thing, though. Would Jakob Pertl get played off the, game, uh, off the court in a playoff series if he was only playing 10 minutes? I don't know that he would. Maybe. I, d- I think that it becomes an interesting... Again, the answer is yes if it's 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And the answer is yes if your center is Clint Capella and then you go to him because, again, it's like kind of the same thing. But if your center is Jokic, you're going to be drawing a lot of fouls anyway. You're going to be putting pressure on the other team so that when those other minutes come, do they have the ability to go all in? Like, a lot of teams are going to say, okay, well, we're going to play our small... Carmelo Anthony's our five with our second unit. And that's going to murder you on the defensive end. But if this guy really is that big and that good of a rebounder, you're going to murder them, both drawing fouls and just grabbing every board. So, again, in eight minutes, I, I just there's something to that, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I would not be a fan of this pick. I, I would rather Coloco, I think. We're out. <laughs>